Welcome to the Thursday cross-reference episode of the Sailor Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. On Monday, in our walk through John's Gospel, we considered how Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, teaching him that the message of God's love is for whoever believes, not just for the Jews. Today, we'll look at a passage where Paul speaks to the non-Jewish church in Ephesus, teaching them how Christ has made them and the Jewish Christians to be one united people. Listen to his teaching here, from Ephesians chapter 2, addressed to the Gentile Christians. Don't forget that you used to be outsiders to the faith. It was only yesterday that you had no idea of any of this, didn't know the first thing about the way God works, hadn't the faintest idea of Christ. You knew nothing of that rich history of God's covenants and promises in Israel, hadn't a clue about what God was doing in the world at large. Now because of Christ, dying that death, shedding that blood, you who were once out of it altogether are in on everything. The Messiah has made things up between us so that we're now together on this, both non-Jewish outsiders and Jewish insiders. He tore down the wall we used to keep each other at a distance. He repealed the law code that had become so clogged with fine print and footnotes that it hindered more than it helped. Then he started over. Instead of continuing with two groups of people separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a new kind of human being, a fresh start for everybody. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace, and that was the end of the hostility. Christ came and preached peace to you outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals. Through him, we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here, in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. I will stop and breathe in your presence. Just breathe. Just breathe. We live in a world that is sharply divided. Scone versus scone. Jam first or cream, curry sauce or gravy on chips, United or City, Rangers or Celtic, Blue or Red, Vaxxers or Anti-Vaxxers, Conservative or Labour or Liberal, Brexiteers or Remainers, opponents and supporters of every possible issue you could name, from politics to ethics to identity. People easily decide to fall into different camps as if competition is the only option. So we struggle with this idea that we must be in competition with each other. We're in a world that automatically puts people into categories. The world seems to be hurtling more and more towards division than in previous eras. But Paul shows that nothing is new as he brings the topic of division to the centre stage. Whether it's due to social media or the way in which news is sensationalised to fill a 24-7 channel 
or just general social isolation, which makes it hard to come into contact with views that differ from our own. It just seems that division has permeated into every corner of our lives. While not everyone might see this as a problem, it is very comforting, after all, to live in your own echo chamber. As followers of Jesus and as his church, we should see this as a very dire problem indeed. The Church of Paul's day did not face the same issues of division which we face today. Their challenges largely arose from the fact that the Christian faith came from a Jewish context, but quickly through the work of Paul and his co-workers, it spread into the Gentile world, coming into contact with cultures and traditions which, before the Gospel of Jesus, would not have coexisted with a Jewish understanding of their covenant with God. In fact, the practices and even presence of Gentiles could be seen as defiling for some Jewish believers, and that presented a serious challenge for the church as Gentiles, with no history or desire to practice the rules of the Torah, began to believe in Jesus and his gospel of life. Some congregations and teachers insisted that Gentiles become Jewish to enter into the way of Jesus, that they started to observe kosher food laws or receive physical circumcision and everything else that fell under the Jewish covenant. But as you can imagine, this was a stumbling block for the Gentiles who'd heard the gospel of Jesus Christ as liberation and didn't want to enter into a restrictive set of rules which were difficult to follow even at the best of times. So rather than force one side or the other to assimilate into the opposing position, Paul exhorted his believers to unity by bringing it all back to Jesus. Paul reminded his Gentile brothers and sisters that they were once outside of God's family and to his Israelite brothers and sisters... Paul reminded them that in Christ the old law had been abolished, that a new covenant had been placed on their hearts through his death and resurrection, and that through both of these truths, the two groups had become one family, one new humanity in Christ. God in Christ removed all the barriers to the relationship between Jews and Gentiles. God in Christ removed all the division that existed between humanity and God, so that all of humanity could be reconciled as it was ordained to be from the foundation of the world. This new humanity did not eliminate the very real differences between Jew and Gentile, but it offered a way forward together which could celebrate their differences and find true unity in the gospel of Jesus Christ. For in him our differences do not need to lead to disagreement and division, for there's room for different and disparate groups to coexist and thrive together under the same Lord and Saviour. All too often, we in the church allow our differences and disagreements to become dividing walls. We allow our different interpretations of scripture, our different worship preferences, our varied theological perspectives, our social and cultural paradigms, and so much more to injure the unity of the church. Whether it's our disparagement of Christian denominations or traditions that are different from our own, or our intense divisions caused by theological issues such as same-sex relationships, we've willfully chosen not to live in the unity that Jesus Christ brought for us. Is it any wonder that our witness to the gospel of love and joy has therefore become hamstrung in our world today? Is it any wonder that people seek to find their hope and joy outside of the community of the church? If we cannot find a way to love one another, even when we differ and disagree then how can we expect the world to recognise the work of Jesus in our midst? Jesus has made it possible for us to be truly one family under God with our differences, with our unique cultural, theological and religious identities still intact. The gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't assimilate all our differences, all of our unique traits into a monochrome identity, 
but rather they are celebrated in the great panoply of humanity which builds up the temple of God with Christ as its cornerstone. Oh, good, oh, good.